Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 71, Virtue. Now, why would we have virtue as a title for a show about liberty and entrepreneurship and economic conditions? Well, it's because virtue is the basis and the foundation for just about every encounter we have. If we aren't working with virtuous people, whether in the financial realm or in the personal realm, or specifically and particularly in the political realm, then much of what we do is done with skepticism and worry, and it makes life more difficult as we go on. That's a little general of a statement. Let me begin by giving you this quote from John Adams, one of the founders. Quoting now, the only foundation of a free constitution is pure virtue. And if this cannot be inspired into our people in a great measure, then they have it right now. They may change their rulers and the forms of government, but they will not obtain a lasting liberty End quote. In other words, even at that time, and the nation, if you recall, was formerly founded 234 years ago with the uh, present Constitution. Uh, at the time, it seems that Adams didn't see a high level of virtue among the people, and in fact, uh, suggested that their virtue or level of virtue or more virtuous behavior had to increase for the nation to survive. Given that statement, let's assume for a moment it's true. Given that statement, it should be no surprise that our nation right now, the United States, is kind of wobbly and seems to be coming apart at the seams because certainly virtue has not been the dominant uh, aspect uh, of our development and our growth. Let me take that one more step further. Um, virtue among people, leaders and people, I should say, has, has never been a, a, a dominant uh, entity. If you look back at the book of Exodus in the Bible, as the Israelites were escaping from Egypt, and traversing across the Sinai to the promised land. It took them 40 years. Why? Because they were not a virtuous people. And in fact, what we find is that even the leaders, and we'll leave Moses out of this discussion for right now, although he had his flaws and his weaknesses, his brother Aaron, the second biggest dog in the assembly, uh, violated the laws of God and built an idol while Moses was up getting the Ten Commandments. So they wandered back and forth uh, across the desert because the people were not a virtuous people. So that is not a, a, a modern phenomenon. It's a, an historical one. It's been going on forever. Most people are not virtuous. So let's look at it from a constitutional perspective. Right now, we see all across the board, and I want to recommend a column to you by 
Larry Arn from uh, Hillsdale College on Imprimus, the November issue, volume 50, number 11. He calls The Way Out. And I would recommend you get your fingers on that and scope it out. But going back to the constitutional issues we face today, where there's so much going on extra constitutionally. In other words, people are assuming powers and enacting things above, beyond, and outside and violating the Constitution. But that's not new. That's not a recent phenomenon. That's been going on ever since the Constitution was enacted. We've had extra constitutional things going on. I would urge you to scope out the Whiskey Rebellion of 1794. First of all, the issue. And then secondly, George Washington's response to the issue. And I ask you to tell me whether or not you believe that was a constitutional action. Seven years after the implementation of the Constitution. So the violations of it have been going on manyfold, time and again, time and again. It just seems that at this stage in our development as a nation, they've snowballed to the effect where it's no longer a snowball. It's a freaking avalanche coming our way. And it's just a matter of building upon building. We let, let them get away with it. They take more license and move on because we as a people have not been a virtuous people. We, uh, we know within our hearts that what we want may not be constitutional, so we allow our, quote, leaders to do whatever they have to do to get us what we want. And uh, so I think where we are today and where we may be going uh, as far as our nation goes, uh, should not be a, a shocker to anyone with a historical perspective. Now, I I admit that the historical perspective is going to be uh, more clouded as we go forward because it seems to be a primary purpose of the left to erase most of our history. Um, I understand why they're doing that. Going back to the level of virtue, just think about it. We honor virtuous people who are having a past. Um, Joan of Arc comes to mind, Mahatma Gandhi. But if you study the individual lives of those people, you understand that they were flawed, just like the rest of us. But at times of stress, at times of where it really mattered, their virtuous levels came out, their elements drove them, to do what was right for for themselves and the people around them. And so virtue, and I might add, it's always linked with courage, uh, are two elements that seem to be missing right now. So my hope is that even though those, quote, virtuous and courageous people are not truly evident right now, they may exist in small pockets scattered throughout the nation and hopefully the globe for that matter because the the great reset is coming the things that the elites want where they can control everything and every aspect of our lives globally but i suspect and i pray and i hope and i wish that some pockets of resistance where people who are virtuous and courageous uh fight it withstand it uh avoid it do whatever they can to keep the embers of liberty alive. That's my hope. 
That's my prayer. That's my dream. So some columns I want to recommend to you on the economic front. From Saturday's Rogue Economics, the American manufacturing renaissance is just beginning. And that's by Jeff Brown, uh, the editor of The Bleeding Edge. Uh, that That is a good sign. Like so many things we've discovered during this supply chain fiasco and the pandemic and the whole nine yards, is there has been an element, a requirement, if you will, to bring offshore manufacturing back to the United States so that we aren't caught shorthanded when uh, things interrupt the global economic scene. And uh, so he's talking about microchips and things of that nature that are bringing back. We still have the issue of uh, small minerals, uh, micro minerals, that types of things that we aren't, we aren't developing here, although I understand we have some elements of those in uh, New Mexico, Arizona area that maybe we can develop those. Another article I want to recommend is from Luke Lango in his Hypergrowth Investing, and this too from Saturday. And he talks about the best crypto to buy, uh, to bet on the blockchain revolution. And basically he's talking about Kickstart is now going into the blockchain and how GoFundMe and all these others have been cash-oriented. And Kickstart is going into the blockchain to allow you to use cryptocurrency to help fund new businesses, startups, or charitable causes or whatever. And he thinks that's going to be a revolutionary impact on the whole crypto scene. And I might add, I've done some research on crypto in the last week and all that. Um, you know, all I would say is I think it's it basically it's the counter action to the worthless fiat money we got going on now. It's better than maybe hardcore commodities because you don't have storage issues and you don't have the types of issues you have uh, trying to say cash in gold to buy a new car. It has the advantage of then being in a blockchain and being relatively anonymous, although I, I suspect governments are going to keep trying to find ways to trace it and track it. But you can leave, if you have to leave your country because of an overthrow or a turmoil, as long as you have your key in your head, your key to your, to your blockchain vault, as long as you have that number in your head, you can go relatively with empty pockets and still maintain your level of wealth or value when you get to the other side. There's still things to work out on that, still some elements that have to be developed more precisely, some means of working on how crypto can be used as a marketable entity going forward, as a useful uh, value-oriented product going forward. But right now, it's an excellent savings product. But just beware, not all cryptos are equal. Some are merely scams where they load up the front and leave you holding the bag. Okay, more articles I want to recommend as time is running short. The Pew Research Center came out with their uh, their information or their latest research on Saturday, and a couple of things they talked about, and two in particular you may want to look at, is global public opinion in an era of democratic anxiety. 
In other words, the people are screwed up and don't know what they're thinking. Another one they had that I found particularly interesting, the state of gig work in 2021. As you know, California has done everything they can to cut the legs off of gig workers, and uh, other states are following suit, whereas other states are expanding and opening up the avenues for gig workers. So it's going to be interesting. Basically, that's where you stay in the world. That's where you stay in the economy, but you still try to slide under it as much as you can. Breitbart Business Digest from Friday has a bunch of interesting stories in there with the talking about inflation, for example. And one of the things they do is resurrect an old Bob Hope joke that inflation is getting so bad that you have to rent meat. And that's interesting, but you may want to read the Breitbart Business Digest from Friday. And also another article, and I like her and I refer her to you often, is Selena Zito. Z-I-T-O, and you can you can track this one. She has uh, her latest dispatch is this small town isn't panicking over losing population. In fact, it likes it that way. Thomas, West Virginia, talks about how this small element in the hills uh, has lost significant population. I think she said the county at one time was 23,000 at the height of the coal industry is now down to 6,800 people in the county but how the small town has basically reinvented uh, itself and is indeed thriving in the current economic situation and all that. And she talked about how a lot of the people, uh, the young people in their 30s and 40s and whatever, have left there to go off and seek their fortunes and get their degrees and whatever, but have decided to come home again. Um, I'm going to sound irreverent when I say this, but it almost sounds like a Hallmark movie, a Christmas movie. Anyway, so uh, these are just a few of the things I recommend uh, that you scope out if you're interested in those topics and what have you. But I'd also ask you to ponder and think about the necessity for virtue, not just among our leaders. Hell, that's too much to expect. But look at the aspect of virtue how much of a requirement it should be for we, the people. Let's live in liberty today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. Remember to stay free, be free, and live free.